0: I'm NBC 10 News reporter Kelly O'Neill in Fall River, a city of more than 90,000 people, the 10th largest city in Massachusetts. We're just two weeks away from a mayoral election and it comes at the end of a tumultuous year. Right now, uncertainty over the future of Fall River's government. Following a series of political scandals that plagued the city of Fall River, former mayor of Fall River, Jason Correa has been sentenced to six years in federal prison. Topping headlines for years. <laughs> voters in Fall River elected Paul Coogan as mayor in November 2019. Now he's seeking re-election
1: History books look back at me. I guess I will be known as a COVID mayor.
0: Two months after taking office, Coogan was tasked with leading the city through the coronavirus pandemic.
1: The more vaccines we can get into people's arms, the better we're gonna be.
0: He previously served on the Fall River School Committee with a strong background in education. His opponent, Cliff Ponty, has served as a city councillor for the last six years, four of them as president. He was acting mayor for three months in 2019 after Correa was forced out.
2: And we will get through it as a community.
0: Ponte also works in the private sector as a real estate broker. Among the issues city leaders face, how it will spend $69 million in American Rescue Plan Act money, its purpose to offset the economic downfall because of the pandemic. The city received half of that money so far. The second half, $34 million arriving in June 2022. It needs a spending plan to use the money by the end of 2024. Ponte also challenging the fiscal year 2022 budget, claiming the city is in financial trouble.
2: A 14 year old boy was shot.
0: Also at the forefront, public safety, and the future of the police department. We
2: all want to
3: feel
0: safe. The number of violent crimes is up 26% so far this year compared to last, while property crimes have seen a decline. Those are just a handful of what's happening right now in Fall River. Who will leave the city in the future? Our debate between the two candidates starts right now.
2: From NBC 10 News, this is a Your Voice, Your Future Town Hall. The Fall River mayoral debate Here's your moderator, Gene Vallecente.
3: Hello again, everyone. Well, Kelly just said that's just a handful of the topic, but it's plenty to talk about for the next half hour in this debate between the two men running for mayor of Fall River. Joining me now as we take this, incumbent mayor, Paul Coogan. Mayor, welcome and the City Council President, Cliff Ponty, who hopes to succeed him in the mayor's job. Now, Kelly set it up for us, so let's get right, right to it. You know, you know, this just struck me. Uh, your city took a real beating, City Council President Ponty, uh, dragged through the mud for a couple of years with the Correa scandal in trial. It was on the news almost every night. Has your city recovered, or is there work to do to clean that up and restore your reputation? And are you the man to do that?
2: Uh, well, I think I am, and thank you, and thank you for, for having us here, and thank you to my opponent for being here today. Um, it's pretty clear that I've kind of been in the center of, of, of bringing a stable voice to this community over the last six years. Over the last six years, I've been on the city council. The last four, I've served as city council president. And during the time where we were really struggling as a community, when Providence News and Boston News was reporting about Fall River being uh, having a black mm-hmm. eye, I raised the, the higher standard Uh, from the city council's point of view and tried to be an advocate for the taxpayer and continue to let everybody know that the men and women of fall river are the strongest residents amongst any in the state of massachusetts and we are we are we are great we have great people in fall river Uh, and while that was a really challenging time Mm -hmm. for us as a community we have recovered we'll continue to recover and it takes a person who's decisive AS MAYOR TO MAKE THAT HAPPEN ON THE ROAD TO RECOVERY. YOU open
3: FIRST BY FLIP OF COIN. THAT MEANS THAT YOU WILL CLOSE FIRST, MAYOR. SAME QUESTION TO YOU. AND BY THE WAY, THIS WILL BE A DISCUSSION. I'M JUST the MODERATOR Mm -hmm. HERE. MAYBE A LITTLE BIT OF AN INQUISITOR, BUT YOU'RE WELCOME (laughs) TO CHALLENGE EACH OTHER. WE HOPE YOU ENGAGE EACH OTHER. MAYOR, THE CITY TOOK A BEATING. You, the mayor, as we're watching the former mayor paraded through the courts and in right. and out, has your city recovered? Have you done enough to restore the reputation?
1: I think we're doing a great job in Government Center. Um, I, I was the one that got into the race with Jaisal because I wanted to change the uh, direction and tenor of government in City Hall. He, uh, he obviously is working his way out of some very, very serious yeah. legal problems, and it casts Fall River in a bad, bad light. Um, right now, I think the city is starting to turn the corner. I have no reason to think it's time to switch governments after two years again. I believe we've brought stability and uh, honesty back to City Hall, and that's going to be the hallmark of my administration right from the get-go. And uh, we're not getting off that.
3: He says he's been decisive to help uh, burnish the reputation. Do you agree with that? Is it possible that both of you have done the best you can in challenging circumstances? Cliff?
2: Well, I, I think my leadership style and my opponent's leader, leadership style are two different styles. I am more of a decisive leader. I haven't ever, in my last six years on the city council, shied away from making decisions in Fall River. My opponent has. My opponent, unfortunately, let a superintendent run roughshod over our school department over the last year when morale was low. We have a problem in our Fall River Police Department with morale being at its lowest level that we've ever had before. We have police officers and firefighters and city hall employees telling me and people in the community that they don't feel supported from their mayor. Yep. So I feel that my business acumen, my, my acumen as a city council president and a city councilor certainly will serve me well as, a, as an executive in the city of Fall River. But I, I feel that I've been decisive. I haven't shied away from controversy. Quite frankly, it's been surrounding me as city council president over what we've been dealing with over the last couple years. So I've stepped up to the plate when I needed to. I put my entire personal life aside. Uh, when I was acting mayor for the, for three months, and I was the one who transitioned my opponent into office to try to have a smooth transition over the next two years. Okay.
3: Mayor, he just laid you out there on a number of uh, on a number of issues. So go ahead and respond. <laughs> and well, by the way, you're free to engage each
1: other. Right. Go ahead, Mayor. Well, I, I think it's hysterical that he would describe himself as decisive. He, the only written documents I have from him that are decisive is how he wants to be mayor. In the memo he sent out to the voters, he clearly described himself as the position of mayor is without a doubt a ceremonial position. If the mayor surrounds himself with staff, there'll be no issue of being able to communicate, to oversee, to run, and to continue to operate my real estate business. Fall River does not need a part-time mayor whose focus is on real estate, and in that real estate, article he sent to the voters, he mentions 225 evictions that he's waiting to come on the market. How many of those are of families that are going to be displaced while he waits to make a yeah. check? My focus is on making a better. We partnered with people to slow down the eviction market. I'm probably hurting him financially, which I'm not trying to do. Okay. But at the same time, we're trying to keep people in their homes. He's trying to make money off
3: it. Council President, there is this infamous memo that you yeah. wrote calling yeah. the mayor a ceremonial position. you yeah. got to keep working now. Uh, You're you're the 10th largest city. It's certainly not a part-time job, Mayor. It's not
2: ceremonial. And and, and I appreciate that. So I've addressed that. That that was a mistake I made and I'm a man and I say that I've made that mistake. Well, what went into your thinking? Well, what went into my thinking was I was trying to alleviate my staff. I have 150 agents that work at my real estate company and I wanted to let them know that the broker of their office is still going to be there. If you need a question, you can call me. I've supported many agents and seen their lives. Uh, transition and transform into something special. And I wanted to relieve them at that time to let them know that I'm gonna be there for them, even though I'm seeking the highest offices of the city of Fall River, that I'm still there to support them. But I find it ironic that my opponent wants to sit here and say he's sitting here making Fall River better. Sitting here making Fall River better goes down the same exact path that he's been saying for the last several weeks that we are strong financially. Being strong financially as a city doesn't mean that we have a $9 million budget deficit going into next year that he wants to shy away from. Last night at the Fall River City Council meeting, he refused to send his CFO to the Fall River City Council to discuss okay. a to discuss a budget deficit that we have, which going into next year, Gene, is going to be over nine million dollars. But he wants to shy away from that. Right. That's uh, not. Uh, making let, me, fall, let me get into this. That's a little not bit making mayor, I know you want about. to get but into. But
3: you just address this because he says, look, I, I made a mistake. Uh, I'm going to be a full-time mayor, and that
1: was to kind of assure my staff that I'd be for them to answer well, hold questions. hold on, hold on, no, no, hold on, No, I don't it? accept that. Okay. All right, if that's his philosophy of government, why is telling his staff okay but not telling the people in the South End, this is what I'm going to do? Why is it okay to not tell the people in the North End, this is how I'm going to govern? He was trying to make it sound like he's telling only his staff. Let's get real here. If this is his philosophy, the voters have a right to know it. The, the mistake was, what mistake? He typed it. He proofread it. He sent it out. This wasn't an off-the-cuff remark, which I've made plenty of, and I bet Cliff wants to take some back. This was a well-thought-out document that he sent out to everybody. And clearly, clearly, he doesn't even know how long he was acting mayor. In the document, he constantly refers to five months. He was there for three months. So if he's going to count the numbers in the budget when he doesn't even know how long he was in government center, we have some serious problems. And as far as the $9 million deficit goes, that is without... The debt exclusion, which he knows is—I'm hoping he voted for the new Durfee. Maybe he didn't. But when we when we campaigned for that, that was to take effect in 2023. That's about five million dollars. There's also in there something he probably doesn't also know that we factored in an extremely high health care increase of almost four million dollars. There's nine million dollars right there between the debt exclusion and the health insurance increase. On top of that, we're sitting on 34 million dollars. We have additional monies coming from the federal government and the state. So I'm not a bit concerned about the budget at this time. We have work to do. We do it every single day. But as far as him being the catalyst for correcting the uh, budget, I haven't seen one thing from them in July, August, September. Now two weeks out you from the campaign, we're, we're in a catastrophe you know, because he has to paint it that you way.
2: You know what's interesting here is the mayor doesn't understand the difference between the executive branch and legislative branch. And it shows that he has doesn't have the ability and the confidence and the wisdom to be the executive in the city of Fall River. He continues to say he needs to wait for the city council to come to him and give him suggestions. You are the mayor, you prepare the budget. It is your responsibility to to, to present a budget to the taxpayers you had a city council meeting and this is what happens this is what's been happening all along the campaign when the mayor's been pressed to ask answer questions about policy he goes back to a memo which I've already addressed the the residents of Fall River who have gone through enough of the last couple years deserve answers to policy questions stop enough is enough when it comes to speaking about a memo and talking about evictions and all these other things how can you how can can you make a policy how can you make make a policy just just finish 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 quite (laughs) honestly (laughs) I want to know why you're not going to send your cfo <laughs> to a city council meeting and go to a uh, ordinance meeting tonight because you don't want to face the facts okay. you don't want to face right, the music the about question, a deficit this is, this is that's so the reality let's be, let's be real. on, mayor. we're
1: talking this memo is not an off-the-cuff Still talking thing about the memo. it's it's a philosophy of government he wants to be a ceremonial mayor i've talked to every mayor carlton John Mitchell, Eddie Lambert. I don't even know where he got that from. I don't know who told him that that's how the job is. So he came up with this theory of how he was gonna manage two jobs. As far as the budget and the CFO, they weren't able to attend um, the Cliff Pont campaign rally last night that's not in true. Government that's Center. Not true. He, brought in he brought in his family, he brought in people to talk, he staged head. an that's event, and using Government Center that's as nonsense. a rally point for his Shh. campaign, okay. only because of desperation at the end. That is cut
2: nonsense, off. Gene, that it's is just, just absolute 20 nonsense. seconds, I'm going to cut it off, move to that, another topic. That conference. is absolute nonsense. You told your CFO not to attend, and she said it in an email that you are you are not to, we are, the mayor told me not to attend the meeting. The campaign Happened. In the addition to that meeting, we found some very interesting facts at last <laughs> night's meeting about an individual and a, and a man who wants to do business in Fall River, who is now threatening a play-to-play again with marijuana that the mayor still hasn't addressed either. So maybe we'll address that.
3: You, you, hold on, you'll be able. You just raised that. You'll be able to answer that. But let's move on to another topic, clean the slate. The topic is the budget. You have really squawked that the mayor mm-hmm. bought an incomplete budget, wasn't aware of a, of a budget gap that has to be filled. Lay that out for me in 30 seconds, then the mayor is going to give his answer for this. Let's not get in the weeds, though. Remember, people are watching at home. <laughs> well, that's, Let's that's, understand and it. And I appreciate
2: ahead. that. So the mayor used one-time money to balance this year's budget because he's been indecisive in making decisions over the last two years. When you use one-time money, you set up structural deficits for years and years and years. What that means is if you get a a, a, a $1,000 a month from your boss, and for some reason that $1,000 isn't there next year, you need mm-hmm. to either reduce your expenses or re- raise your revenue and that's what we have in Fall River currently right now this mayor has used 2.8 million dollars of opera money one time money to balance the budget he used American recovery money 2.9 to balance the budget he used free cash or is going to use free cash of 1.3 we still owe the schools hundred percent of net school spending which as an educator he still hasn't committed to yep. okay and in addition to that we still owe the schools another million dollars so going into next year we owe, we, are, we have a structural deficit of $9.6 million. And he says, Gene, he yeah. says that we're going to go to the debt exclusion to $5 million when he ran around Fall River to try to get people to say, let's let's vote for a new high school, but the debt that we're going to raise to yep. pay that is only going to be $3 million. Mayor, in well, you uh, know, uh, he just laid is, out
3: a couple of facts
1: with regard to one-time fixes,
2: cash, uh, you, had, is, you spent is, it.
3: Is
1: he right about that? N- n- no, abs- absolutely. He doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. Let's talk about the budget he waived all his responsibilities on the budget his decisive leadership style he didn't even read the charter and know the budget took effect in forty five days that's his decisive leadership the charter clearly spells out the timeline for the budget the budget went into effect by the charter he runs around saying i instituted it absolutely didn't i'm under the same constrictions he is we follow the timeline the budget went into effect that's what we're dealing with. He didn't even participate in the budget except for a few hearings at the end and then the clock ran out on him mm-hmm. and he tried to blame okay. me. With, it's with a regard
3: s- to the one-time fixes, though, that yeah. he the one-time to the fixes, money, okay, the the let's talk money. about
1: The one-time fixes were structured that way from the ARPA bill to help cities and towns recover. I was on the phone yesterday with Cleveland, Ohio, because they used some one-time money on some okay. violence prevention stuff and they were explaining how they were using it to fill their budget. It is a normal course yeah. of events to come out of the what? pandemic and use the ARPA money as a bridge to a solid economic future. Right, but if you me- can't read the charter, how are you gonna even know the ARPA, regs, to follow it? i engage money- each other. Girl.
2: One-time money wasn't given to cities and towns to bail them out for bad budgeting, Gene. That's not what this was for. And the mayor should understand that when you use one-time money and the money's not going to be there next year, what are you going to do to raise nine million dollars? I just explained quite it, to honestly, you, but you quite honestly, he sits here talking about gutcha politics and, and and being a mayor. I, I didn't being mention a gotcha politics and, and being decisive. Mm-hmm. And well, I'll tell you what gotcha politics is. Gutcha politics is when you send a group text message with Mary Sahadi, Tim McCoy, his acting city administrator, on a Saturday before he called me as council president to let me know that we ran out of time because he didn't know about it until that saturday he says hey tim mccoy says paul any green light on the budget have you done a press release yet yeah in addition to that on the 42nd day on the 42nd day that the city council acted we and i have the letter here signed by the fall river city clerk saying at our meetings on june 22nd under the provisions of mass general law the city council voted to return the budget to the mayor but the problem here has been Th- he does not want to get That's not get even in allowed. The weeds. He's not actually even allowed. said to school committee members he the, doesn't want to get no, in the weeds. No, he's not, in, he's
1: not even allowed to vote down the whole budget. He doesn't even know that as part of the charter. My position is he's so ill informed that the things he's quoting are not even allowed. You he can can't reduce, vote reject down the whole or
2: approve the budget, Mr. But Mayor, you cannot you vote down
1: the whole budget.
2: You, can you reduce, cannot send it to the council unless approve. you take
1: it out of finance, which you never did. Look, so my position is you don't even know Regs you're trying to quote as far as the budget deficit and the money from ARPA, that was what it was designed for. The reason they call it lost revenue is because cities lost revenue. That's the definition of the ARPA funds, Mayor.
3: Mayor, period, guys, period. Moving to another topic, we've got a half an hour. Crime in your city Mm -hmm. a lot of talking about defund the police, a lot of talk about unhappy police. You have a problem with crime in Fall River, so does every other city in Massachusetts and the country. It's been a bad, bad year. Are you the man? to take us back to where we ought to be with crime?
2: Well, first of all, we have 214 police officers that are on our payroll in Fort River right now and we don't have enough police officers right now that feel supported and have the morale to patrol our city every single day. And that stops with the executive of this city making them feel that they are respected and, re- and, and let them know that he supports them. He ran for mayor two years ago and said, I will never offer the police union 001 in terms of a, a, a raises mm-hmm. it for three years. What does he do as mayor? Offers him 001. My uh, priority uh, uh, as mayor is going to be to restructure and reorganize the police department right now with the 214 police officers, move some people that are in our police department mm-hmm. headquarters and get them to patrol our streets. I'm gonna because get to you, Because a, okay. a, city, a city is not going to be successful if the residents of this community don't feel safe. Have
3: okay. you heard from police officers who say they don't like working for the mayor, they're unhappy with him? Have they come to you and said that?
2: No, They what they have said said is they don't feel supported they feel okay. that the morale All is down right. and and that has been a big issue L- let's facing. Talk Go ahead. Go ahead. let's talk about support let's
1: talk about support let's talk about support He had an opportunity on 8-17 in the city council roll call to support our police officers by voting a $30,000 of a grant for a sex offender registry. It allows us to verify where sex offenders live in our neighborhoods Mm -hmm. so we can keep the children safe, to keep the residents safe, so they're doing what they're supposed to do when they get out of prison or they've been assigned. He voted no. He voted no. And then he comes up with this theory about it had to go to finance. It didn't have to go to finance. The other five people, some of them are not supporters of mine, all voted yes, thank God it passed. But he, along with two others, said, we don't want to know where the sex offenders live, and came up with this cockamamie theory about, I got to know. Finance is him. Finance (laughs) is him. The policeman I talked to, when you can't get a vote on something that basic. You're going to support him? I don't believe that for a second. I do not believe that for a second. In our public safety moves, we've done de-escalation training. We had a series of protests in Fall River this Mm -hmm, summer. mm -hmm. I walked with the protesters. I spoke at the rallies. I helped to tamp down the whole thing. I never saw him. I never saw him, but I wanted the police to know I stood with them. I wanted the protesters to know I supported their position on a number of issues, and I got myself involved. I never saw the city council president at any of them. Let's ask where you are.
2: So, so first of all, I, 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 we were in a really challenging time, so we were dealing with COVID. The mayor was running around town having political fundraisers as biz- businesses were getting shut down, raising twenty thousand dollars in the middle of a pandemic, and he's sitting here asking me where I was. Well, quite honestly, I have a role as a city councilor, and I tried my best to keep the city council informed of what was happening. I am not the chief executive officer of the city, who is meant to bring city, bring the city together when things are happening. I've, mm-hmm. I've contributed to that over the last six years, when he really hasn't been. So let's let's talk about that sex offender grant that he wants to sit here and run the state. Did fake you vote against it? RUN THIS FAKE NEWS ABOUT WHAT HAPPENS AT OUR CITY COUNCIL MEETINGS IS WE REFER ITEMS THAT COME DOWN AS A COMMUNICATION TO THE MAYOR TO FINANCE BECAUSE SOMETIMES THE GRANTS THAT WE GET ARE MATCHING GRANTS AND WE NEED TO FIND OUT WHERE THAT MONEY GOES. UNFORTUNATELY, I DON'T THINK THE MAYOR watches CITY COUNCIL MEETINGS BECAUSE HE WOULD KNOW THAT. IT'S A NORMAL PRACTICE that we do that we refer it to a subcommittee for discussion. I am fully behind the fall of a police department. I have been for six years, and I believe that they need to make sure that they have enough resources to patrol this city D- and feel just supported. Listen. Let's
1: listen to what he said. He was running around keeping counselors informed while protesters were marching in the city. That was the most important role he saw himself doing. I walked with the protesters from Heritage Park. Did State you have Park. a twenty thousand dollar fundraiser Eastern in the middle of the pandemic? And as did far as his message, his message as a message boy instead did, of a leader, he a was gonna be on the phone. Fundraiser? We were out working. We were working to try to keep Fall River safe. He was on the phone. Did you have okay. a twenty thousand dollar
2: did you have a twenty thousand dollar fundraiser in the middle of the pandemic? I you don't did. know. No, in I September. Period, period, <laughs>
3: period. Stop. Moving on to our lightning round. <laughs> not as much time for this, but we want to cover a bunch of topics. All right. Lightning round. Uh, city Council President Ponte, your schools, your schools have troubles just like any other big city does. Are you the man to fix the schools and where would you start?
2: Yes. First off, it starts with improving our MCAS scores and our student growth. Right now, four River school system is ranked top ten in the worst performing school systems when it comes to MCAS scores. Our schools are actually showing progress when our current mayor got on the school committee and we and he wanted to get his. His the superintendent who he didn't support out and bring his friends in including his brother back to the school department mm-hmm. to make sure that we had uh, his people back running the school department. Ever since that happened, our school scores have plummeted. Our, schoolen- yeah. our student uh, MCAS <laughs> scores have plummeted, and our student growth has plummeted. So yes, Dean, <laughs> I am the okay. one to lead the uh, light, Lightning round, Lighting quick rallies.
3: answers. By the way, you were an educator That's many years, exactly so right. I guess he's saying uh, he's, you no, and your colleagues he, didn't do such a good job. What Go he's ahead.
2: saying
1: is, let's forget about COVID. Well, we sent the kids home in March for three months of some kind of hybrid computer work. They were out on and off almost the last year. We went through all the scores last night at the school committee meeting. There is work to do. There again, we have money from the federal government to to shore up our instruction and to try to make a standard curriculum across the board. Our kids deserve the best education possible. That's why I supported the new Durfee and all the improvements at our schools. And I'm going to keep doing it and we're going to turn these scores around. It takes work. I'm not afraid of it. I walk into schools all the time. They're glad I'm there. Right? Lightning round, next topic. Business, small business. Your district can use help.
3: I've been to Fall River. What are you gonna to do to make it more attractive for small business?
2: Well, really what's good with opera money that uh, I would agree with here is that we should use utilize uh, opera money, which is one-time money from the federal government to support businesses. Thankfully, Trott Trotley and Councillor Chris Peckham filed a resolution to the city council to get it to the mayor during COVID, while I was on the City Council, to make sure that we gave and reimbursed money back to small businesses who were struggling for their licensing Mm -hmm. fees and their liquor licensing fees. He takes credit for that, but thank God for the City Council taking that on to make sure we support businesses. But what wouldn't happen and what isn't fair is you having grown men show up to our Fall River City Council meeting crying because of the way they were treated from this mayor and this administration who want to do business in Fall River. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, that's that's really (laughs) what we need to support and we need to also make this city industry friendly gene because if you want to pull a permit in fall river right now you have to go from the second floor to the third floor to the fifth floor we need a main point of contact and if i'm fortunate enough to get elected mayor there will be a main point of contact to help businesses not only succeed but also grow
3: mayor when you took over (laughs) if i looked at fall river what would you point to me and said well I i got here this business district was this now look at how
1: nice it is where would you tell me i would tell you to look across the city i was in the industrial park yesterday at Mass Biologics. Mm -hmm. Invigen, a new pharmaceutical company which just located in the industrial park, is looking to expand with a 50,000 square foot business. There is almost no land left in our industrial park right now. Across the city, old mills are being renovated and we put in a $1.2 million CARES Act funding grant to assist small businesses and more to follow Mm -hmm. on ARPA. We have to get our application settled, but we're not spending the money that fast. We are going to assist our small businesses. Fall River is had almost 4,800 building permits Mm -hmm. issued since 20. Things are really booming in the city. Our streets are being done. The economic development is a stimulus for the entire city, and we're gonna keep it going. Uh, Just hold it right there. You brought, you raised this issue of a marijuana
3: pay to play. Now, I've only got to get the card closing statements. I'm gonna give you 20 seconds to make the allegation, and then you rebut it, because you threw that out there. 20, go ahead.
2: An individual came to the city council meeting last night, him and his wife, and said he was, the way he was treated by this current mayor Mm -hmm. and his administration to get a, community agreement, yeah. to, because they're a social equity group. We're, we're told I need to pay twenty-five hundred dollars non-refundable, then a thousand dollars, then twenty-five thousand no, dollars.
3: Nothing untoward, though. No, you, no. Bureaucracy.
2: Right. Go ahead. Go well, go it's, ahead, Mayor. It's, it's not my words, Gene. It was it was said okay. by it's, it was said by Gene, the individual. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah, Mayor, Gene, twenty like seconds to answer say, that, then the, we're going to close. That
1: person came to the meeting because he called them. Oh. He called them and brought them to the okay. meeting part of the stage pep rally last night. We looked at fees for licenses across the state. I did it this morning. They average between 15 and $3,000 okay. most cases. Why'd you we charge, charge 2500. $2.
2: Why did you charge him? Why did you tell him you were going to pay him, charge him $25,000? The applications
1: fees go from
3: we're to we are holding it there. I just want to, uh, just, if we throw out an allegation <laughs> that there's wrongdoing, it's not wrongdoing, it's bureaucracy. We have, <laughs> we have, we're going to give you your closing statements now. And by a flip of a coin, we decided who goes first for the closing statement. Okay. All right, so May I want to make re- a closing statement. Address uh, the camera, if you will.
1: I took office in a time of upheaval in the city of Fall River. Um, And I was one singular focus, work hard every day, stay involved, be out in the community, and that's what we've done. I believe you bring honesty, integrity, and openness back to the city of Fall River. I've had fights with the city council. There's no disputing that. But these fights were not started by me. These were started by individuals who have an agenda different than mine. Look no further than last night's pep rally in the city council chambers. It was completely orchestrated by the council president, which has not been done in years, literally calling people and asking them to come to the city council meeting. We don't need that in Fall River. We need good, honest, stable government moving our city forward based on numbers and principles, and I am not going to waver for my principles. I am going to stay in the community, and I am going to work hard, and I ask for your vote on November 2nd. Thank you, Mayor, for your closing statement. Council President thank, Clay Ponte. Thank
2: you, Thank you, Gene. Thank you, NBC10, and thank you to the viewers and those in the region who are watching this today. Fall River can be great, bright, It can have great schools, a thriving waterfront, a thriving downtown. It could be a a city that is a city of opportunity and great hope. As your mayor, Fall River, I promise you that I will be working on priorities for working families of Fall River, which means we will work to reduce the stormwater fee and water rates. We will reorganize city government to cut continued waste. $100,000 office upgrades, $500 coffee machines are going to be a day of the past. Reorganizing our police department right now and making sure that we have enough police officers on our streets patrolling our neighborhood. Universal free pre-K. We will use COVID money that we got in our school department to launch the program to provide relief to our families who are paying for daycare. We will create a street-by-street, improvement plan to make sure that our streets are are clean and patrolled uh and and clean uh over the next uh two years on november 2nd i ask for your vote for mayor and promise you and your family nothing but my very best Thank thanks
3: you. to both of you by the way thanks for bringing it today it's very spirited you're alive <laughs> in fall river we are you are there's a lot at stake and uh, vote thanks for being with us for this uh,
0: debate